Welcome to God Chaser, the podcast where we go beyond the surface to explore the deep, transformative truths of faith. I'm your host, Evan Evans, and today we're diving into a topic that's as ancient as it is eternally relevant, the profound significance of the blood of Jesus. But to truly grasp this, we need to journey back to the Old Testament to a time when blood sacrifices were the spiritual currency for atonement. Picture this. In ancient Israel, the shedding of animal blood was more than just a ritual. It was a lifeline to God. Different sins required different sacrifices. A lamb for unintentional sins, a goat for the Day of Atonement, and even birds for those who couldn't afford larger animals. These sacrifices covered the sins of the people, but here's the catch. They were a shadow, a precursor, a divine foreshadowing of the ultimate sacrifice that was to come. Fast forward to the New Testament and we find Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who not only covers but eradicates our sins. His blood is not just another chapter in the story of redemption. It's the grand finale. It's the ultimate sacrifice that makes the old system obsolete, transforming not just how we atone for sins but how we approach God altogether. So whether you're a new believer or a seasoned veteran in the faith, today's episode promises to deepen your understanding of this pivotal aspect of Christian faith. We'll explore how the blood of Jesus has shifted the paradigm from merely covering sins to completely eradicating them, and we'll delve into the incredible blessing and opportunity we've been given through the shedding of His blood. Grab your Bible, take out your notebook, and let's get ready for a transformative journey. Trust me, you won't want to miss this episode. Welcome Stay to tuned. the God Chaser podcast, the ultimate destination for those yearning to cultivate a passionate, intimate relationship with God. Join your host, Evan Evans, as he explores the depths of scripture, shares inspiring testimonies, and provides practical guidance to help you become a true God Chaser. Discover the transformative power of pursuing God's presence and be inspired to reignite your spiritual journey. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and get ready to embark on an adventure that will change your life forever. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. Let the chase begin. Welcome back to God Chaser, dear listeners. I'm your host, Evan Evans, and today we're embarking on a transformative journey that takes us to the very roots of one of the most profound aspects of Christian faith, the blood of Jesus. And where better to start than at the beginning with the Old Testament, this ancient text is a treasure trove of instances where blood sacrifices played a pivotal role. A prime example is the Passover, described in Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 to 13. As we delve into this, let's first unpack the Hebrew word for blood, dam. Now, in the Hebrew mindset, dam isn't just a biological substance, it's the very essence of life. The book of Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11 puts it succinctly, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. This isn't merely a statement of biological fact, it's a profound spiritual principle. The Hebrew word dam encapsulates the idea that life, divine, animating energy, resides in the blood. It's this life force that makes blood so significant in the sacrificial system. It's not just about the shedding of blood, it's about the giving of life to atone for life that has been tainted by sin. Which brings us to our next point, the concept of atonement in the Old Testament. The Hebrew term for atonement is kafar, which literally means to cover. Now, this is where it gets fascinating. In the Old Testament, the blood served as a covering for sin. It was a way to bridge the gap between humanity and the divine to restore a broken relationship. But here's the kicker. 
This was a temporary fix. The sacrifices had to be repeated year in and year out. This repetition underscores the limitations of the Old Testament sacrificial system. It was a stopgap measure, pointing to its own inadequacy and the need for something or someone more enduring. So when we look at the Old Testament, what we see is a theological runway preparing us for the arrival of the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus Christ. The concept of blood and sacrifice in the Hebrew Bible isn't an isolated practice. It's a spiritual principle that sets the stage for understanding the transformative power of the blood of Jesus. It's a divine narrative, intricately woven with symbols, rituals, and foreshadows that find their fulfillment in the New Testament. As we continue this transformative exploration of the blood of Jesus, we fast forward to the New Testament. Here we encounter Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice, the fulfillment of all the blood sacrifices we've seen in the Old Testament. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 to 28, serves as a theological linchpin that connects these two testaments, and it's a passage we'll delve into deeply today. Let's kick things off with the Last Supper, a moment that's both historical and deeply symbolic. During this meal, Jesus took wine and declared it to be his blood, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Now, this wasn't just a poetic metaphor. It was a profound spiritual act. The wine symbolizes Jesus' blood, and in doing so, it encapsulates the essence of the new covenant, a covenant not of laws written on stone, but of a transformative relationship with the divine. Which brings us to the Greek word for blood, haima. Unlike its Hebrew counterpart, dam, which emphasizes the life force, Haima in the New Testament often carries theological implications of sacrifice and redemption. Take Hebrews chapter 9, for instance. It tells us that Jesus entered the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, offering his own blood. This is monumental. The Greek understanding of Haima here isn't just about life. It's about a life willingly given for the purpose of ultimate redemption. It's about a sacrifice that transcends time and space, effective not just for a year, but for all eternity. In essence, the New Testament serves as the fulfillment of the old, elevating the concept of blood and sacrifice to new theological heights. It introduces a new covenant, sealed not by the blood of animals, but by the blood of Jesus himself. It's a covenant that offers not just temporary atonement, but eternal redemption. It's a covenant that transforms the very fabric of our relationship with the divine, making us not just servants, but sons and daughters. We've journeyed through the Old Testament, explored the new, and now it's time to bring this rich tapestry of understanding into our present-day spiritual lives. You've probably heard the phrase, or maybe even uttered it yourself, I plead the blood of Jesus. It's a phrase that's become almost colloquial in some Christian circles. But have you ever paused to consider, is this biblical? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 22 for some insight. The passage states, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Now, while the act of pleading the blood isn't explicitly laid out in the Bible, the concept of approaching God boldly because of Jesus' sacrifice is indeed biblical. It's about recognizing the eternal efficacy of His blood, the ongoing power it has to cleanse, protect, and sanctify. But let's dig a bit deeper here. 
The sacrifice of Jesus was a singular historical event, but its implications reverberate through eternity. When Jesus declared, it is finished on the cross, he was signaling the completion of the work of atonement. But don't mistake completion for finality. His sacrifice has an eternal shelf life, if you will. It continually cleanses and sanctifies those who come to him in faith. It's not a one and done deal. It's an ongoing dynamic relationship. So when people say they're pleading the blood of Jesus, what they're really doing is invoking this eternal efficacy. They're tapping into an ongoing spiritual reality, one that's rooted in a deep theological truth. It's a form of spiritual shorthand, but one that encapsulates a profound concept. The blood of Jesus still works. It's still as potent today as it was over two millennia ago. It's a living, active force that continues to bring us closer to God, to cleanse us, and to empower us for righteous living. We've looked the Old Testament, ventured into the new, and even explored how the blood of Jesus is at work in our lives today. But let's hit the pause button for a moment to unpack some of the theological terms and concepts that have been threading through our discussion. Whether you're a new believer just starting your spiritual journey or a seasoned veteran in the faith, understanding these terms can add layers of depth to your spiritual experience. First on our list is remission of sins. Now, don't let the medical overtone of the term throw you off. In theological circles, this is a game changer. Remission of sins is not just about God forgiving our sins. It's about the complete cancellation of the debt, charge, or penalty associated with those sins. It's as if God takes an eraser to the chalkboard of our lives and wipes it clean. When Jesus shed his blood on the cross, he didn't just cover our sins, he eradicated them. He paid the debt in full, offering us this profound remission. Next, let's revisit atonement. We've touched on this before, but it's worth diving deeper. Atonement is essentially the reconciliation between God and humanity, facilitated through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. In simpler terms, it's the divine process that makes us at one with God. The blood of Jesus serves as the ultimate atoning sacrifice, bridging the chasm between our sinful nature and God's perfect holiness. It's not just a theological concept, it's a lived reality, a transformative experience that alters the trajectory of our spiritual journey. And finally, let's unpack the phrase covered by the blood. This isn't just a catchy sermon soundbite, it's a theological cornerstone. Being covered by the blood signifies that we are under the divine protection and grace afforded by Jesus' sacrifice. It's like being enveloped in a spiritual force field, one that sanctifies us and sets us apart for God's divine purpose. When we say we're covered by the blood, we're making a profound theological statement. We are under God's divine protection, sanctified and set apart for His glory. As we wrap up this segment, let's not lose sight of the fact that these aren't just words or theological jargon. They're the building blocks of our spiritual understanding, the lenses through which we can more fully grasp the magnitude of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. These terms help us to not just understand, but to live out the transformative power of the blood of Jesus, both as individuals and as a faith community. Let's take a moment to reflect on the ground we've covered. We've journeyed from the Old Testament's theological runway through the New Testament's fulfillment and into the practical and theological aspects that shape our spiritual lives today. But let's be clear, this isn't just doctrine or theological jargon, it's the cornerstone of our relationship with God. You see, 
Understanding the blood of Jesus isn't just about ticking a doctrinal box or flaunting theological acumen. It's about deepening our relationship with God. It's about understanding the lengths to which God went to reconcile with us, His creation. When Jesus shed His blood, it wasn't just a historical event. It was a cosmic, spiritual, and deeply personal act. It was God saying, you are worth it. You are worth the sacrifice, the pain, the unimaginable cost. And this understanding should not just reside in our minds. It should permeate every fiber of our being. It should influence how we pray, how we interact with others, and even how we view ourselves. When we say we're covered by the blood, it's not just a theological statement. It's a declaration of identity. It's an acknowledgement that we are under God's divine protection, sanctified and set apart for His purpose. So, as we wrap up today, let's not just walk away with more knowledge. Let's walk away transformed. Let's allow this understanding to seep into our daily lives, to influence our choices, and to deepen our relationship with God. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, a transformative relationship with the divine, facilitated and sustained by the eternal efficacy of the blood of Jesus. As we draw this episode of God Chaser to a close, I want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you. Your engagement, your curiosity, and your thirst for spiritual growth are the very reasons why we delve into these transformative topics. I'm your host, Evan Evans, and it's been an absolute honor to journey with you through these profound spiritual truths. But remember, dear listeners, this is just the beginning. I encourage you to take this exploration further by diving into your own Bible study. The Word of God is a wellspring of wisdom, and the more you immerse yourself in it, the deeper your understanding will become especially about the transformative power of the blood of Jesus. So, open those Bibles, dig deep, and let the Word illuminate your path. May this episode serve as a stepping stone on your spiritual journey, and may you find yourselves ever more deeply covered by the life-changing blood of Jesus. Until next time, thank you for being a part of this spiritual community, and may God richly bless your studies and your life. I want you to remember this. You are loved by a God who is eager to forgive and restore, a God who wants nothing more than for you to pursue Him with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the beautiful thing is, we get to do this together. We get to encourage one another, lift each other up, and together seek the face of God. This is the essence of the God Chaser podcast, to inspire, encourage, and challenge each other in our pursuit of God. So let's keep chasing after Him, Let's keep seeking His face, and let's keep encouraging each other to live out a lifestyle that glorifies Him. I'm Evan Evans, and I'm grateful that you joined me today on the God Chaser podcast. Remember, you are precious to God. You are forgiven, and with Him, you are victorious. Until our next time together, stay blessed, stay rooted, and keep pursuing Him. Thank you, and God bless. This episode of the God Chaser podcast is proudly sponsored by God Chaser Apparel, the clothing line designed to empower and inspire your spiritual journey. Are you a God Chaser at heart? Do you want to share your passion for pursuing God with the world? God Chaser Apparel has got you covered, literally. With a wide range of stylish, high-quality clothing and accessories, you can wear your faith proudly and spark conversations about your pursuit of God's presence. From bold statement tees to cozy hoodies, sleek hats, and much more, God Chaser Apparel has something for everyone. Plus, 
Every purchase supports our mission to inspire and encourage fellow believers on their journey toward a deeper relationship with Christ. Visit godchaser.faith today to explore our collection and find the perfect piece to express your passion for God. God Chaser Apparel, where faith meets fashion and the pursuit of God's presence becomes a lifestyle. Don't miss out. Head to godchaser.faith now and start wearing your faith boldly.